On the October 19th, 2010, a test was conducted at the Institute for Business and Home Safety in Richburg, South Carolina. Researchers constructed two 1,300-square-foot houses in a laboratory and then observed how a simulated hurricane would impact those homes. The first home was built according to the conventional standards of the time. Keep in mind, this is 2010. What have we had since then? Really strong hurricanes, right? So this is pre-mindset uh, of Laura and Delta and Ida. Okay, the second home was built with the reinforcement that was available to them at the time. Reinforced straps that connected every level of the building from the foundation of the home all the way up and through the roof. Then the researchers turned on giant fans, creating gusts of wind 110 miles per hour, which is the equivalent of a Category 3 hurricane. Guess what we've had since then? Two Category 4s <laughs> that reached land at 150 miles an hour. That's besides the point. <laughs> In the first two uh, experiments, which lasted under 10 minutes, under 10 minutes at 110 miles an hour, both homes survived the intense winds, okay? But when they tried a third experiment, turning the fans on for uh, more than 10 minutes, the conventional home began to shake and then collapsed under the intensity of the storm. But in contrast, as you probably guessed, the home with the floors and the roof reinforced to the foundation only sustained minor cosmetic damage. The bottom line you have to ask yourself is, which house would you rather live in? But I want to rearrange that question for us this morning. I want us to look at it from a different perspective. I want us to ask and answer the question, which house would I have rather built? Fine and could withstand stuff. The second had a, had, had a little more TLC uh, put into it. It had a little bit more thought. It had a little bit more preparation. It was not standard. It reached beyond the bounds of the norm. It was reinforced, yet again, as you've heard, from the top through the walls all the way to the foundation that held it in place. This house may have been more expensive to put together. It may have required more work. It may have required more dedication, more time, more effort. But sisters and brothers, the house withstood the storm. If this represents the church then my hopes and my prayers are that together and, and, and I uh, at least came close to being like the builder of the second house. You know, during my time here, uh, there were lots of laughs. 
There's still lots of laughs, right, Roy? I'm going to miss all the laughing at Roy. There were, there were times of joy. There were times of sorrow. There may have been a little, you know, storm here or there. But ultimately, excitedly, and together, we were building the kingdom of God. Many folks ha have, have asked, and um, of course you get asked this a lot in, in these times, but the question I've been getting a lot is, is, are you excited about your move? And I don't ever know how to answer that question, y'all. But I did find a good answer for today. It's fun to make. There's so many, many different ingredients when it all comes together, it tastes great. I can't get enough of it. And when the pot is empty, uh, yes, there's some sorrow because the pot is now empty, even though I'm content because now my stomach is full. But here is the key, my sisters and brothers. Even though the pot may be empty, even though we may have eaten as much as we can together at this time, there is joy in knowing that another pot can be made. Someone say amen. You know, while I'm sad to be leaving this place and, and leaving all of you, if I start to talk faster, it's because I'm trying not to do something else, so just bear with me. <laughs> while I'm sad to be leaving this place, while I'm sad to be living, leaving this house I am excited about the opportunity to go and to build another house. And I am excited about the opportunity that the new builder is coming to be with you so that way you can continue on with another builder who will reinforce you to the foundation even more. You should be excited as well. You know, I've learned a lot from all of you. Some more than I wanted to learn. <laughs> I hope and pray that, that I had a little bit of influence on you as well. Maybe been able to teach you a little something. But my calling in ministry is the same of that, as that second builder. To place at least a few of those extra supports so that your foundation to Jesus Christ as the church as the body of Christ, as the house itself, might be reinforced, even if it was just a little bit. And friends, even though I may not be here to withstand the storms with you physically, there is one thing that we can be assured of, and you can't do anything about it. I will always be with you in spirit. I will always pray for you. I will always feel you praying for me. And we will always, my family, be thinking about you. The impact you had on us here. The life-changing relationships that we made here. And even though we'll no longer be with you, even though I'll no longer be your, your pastor, there's one thing that can be remain for sure. 
we will always be friends. We will always be God's people. We will always be together in spirit. This entire letter to the Colossians written by Paul uh, was written for one main purpose. To remind the people that he had been in ministry with that they had all they needed to know that Christ was supreme in their lives and that they should not allow anything or anyone to persuade them otherwise. I couldn't find a more fitting scripture to share with you today. Friends, you have everything you need right here in this house, in this church, that is reinforced to the foundation that is Jesus Christ. And there is nothing in this world that can blow you away from your mission, from your purpose, which is to make disciples, to love one another, to love the people out there, to be the people of Jesus Christ. There is nothing in this world, no storm that can be brought that you are not prepared to handle and that you cannot face. I am convinced of that. It's not just something I'm saying because it sounds good in a sermon. It's something I'm saying because I strongly, firmly, authentically believe it. You know, as, as Paul says here, I am happy to know that your stability is assured. You'll be in the great hands of another builder. You'll be reinforced even more to the foundation that holds you together. That foundation is Jesus Christ. Folks, you heard last week, it doesn't matter who the one is that is securing those straps. It's because all of you together are the body of Christ. Together means all of you, it means me, it means the next pastor you have, it means the pastor that came before me, before that, before him. And it'll be the next pastor that you have and the one that comes after her and the next and the next and the next. Ultimately, you are the house that is being reinforced and you're doing it together. It's because you are reinforced to the foundation that is Jesus Christ. There was a guy... Uh, with friends at a fair. <laughs> and they spotted something in the corner. It was a mechanical bull. You know, one of those that... Uh, anybody ever seen Urban Cowboy? <laughs> that's, that's probably one of the best movies ever. John Travolta's career was made in that. Anyway, it's it a mechanical bull that tries to throw you off. And, and the guy operating uh, the bull said to the, to the man and to his crowd of friends and says, you know, watching it's nearly, not nearly as fun as riding it. And so the guy told the bull operator, yeah, I'll give it a shot. And the bull operator turned to the guy and looked at his middle-aged structure and said, are you sure? Well, I don't know about you, but when, if you're a man, them's fighting words. <laughs> them's fighting words. So that guaranteed he would not back down. He explained to the guy that the bull has 12 levels of difficulty. It might not be easy, he said, but the key is you have to stay centered on the bull. Any rodeo people in here? Is, is that, uh, Roy, you know about bulls. You know how to put cows on roofs. Uh, <laughs> is that right? Is, is the trick to stay centered on the bull? Okay, he said, you got, you've got your, your testimony right here, y'all. 
He said you have uh, to shift your center of gravity as the bull shifts. So he got on the bull. It started slow. And it started moving a little faster, and then a little faster, and a little faster until he was jostling around, holding on as tightly as he could. Don't worry, I'm not going to demonstrate it, I promise. He was holding on his real, his, as tight as he could. His head was going backwards. His feet were going up. I promise I'm not going to demonstrate that. And then he remembered the advice, so he loosened up, kept moving faster, and it kept jolting and bucking and bucking, so he tried to shift his weight as much as he could. He was hanging on sideways. His arms were failing. He was just praying, Oh, Lord, please let it stop soon. And then it stopped. Whew. He got off the bull. He said, Boy, it wasn't pretty, but I made it. Imagine how surprised the bull operator must have been, too, that I triumphed. So he got off of there, held his head a little bit tighter, a little bit higher. And so the bull operator, shaking his head, said, Well done. Nice job. That was level one. <laughs> Folks, trust that no matter how rough some of these storms may get, you are forever anchored and reinforced to Jesus Christ. If you hear nothing I've said in the last two years, just be and hear that. Your anchor is Jesus Christ. Let nothing else ring louder in your minds today. You know, this goodbye, it, it, it's only in the flesh. Like I said, we're going to be together in spirit, no matter if you like it or not. <laughs> you know, the, the legacy of our time together as well is what we'll live on. You can't do anything about the memories that we made together. I pray that those are cherished, because I know for sure I will be cherishing them. You know, Jesus commanded the disciples to continue the work that he started. He commanded them to continue the work that he started as a way of remembering and as a way of honoring him. I get to assure you that, that I will be able to continue my journey as a way of honoring my time here with you. And my prayer is that you will continue your journey as a way of honoring and remembering your time with me. But you're not doing it, we're not doing it because of each other. Guess why we're doing that? We're doing it because of Jesus Christ. In 2 Corinthians chapter 13, uh, Paul says farewell to the people as he closes out his letter to Corinth. And, and the word farewell itself it doesn't mean what you think it means. The word farewell in the Greek means to be full of cheer. It means to be full of cheer. It's actually, it's a greeting, but it's a greeting into a new life. It's a greeting into a new life. It's supposed to be a time of rejoicing. It's supposed to be a time of celebration. Because we depart not in sorrow, but in order that we may be able to continue the work in Jesus Christ. 
And so when I say farewell, my friends, it is not a farewell that means goodbye. It's a farewell that means I'll see you soon. It's a farewell that means be excited about the new chapter in your lives. And it's a reminder to also be joyful about the new chapter in my life. So farewell, my friends, until we meet again. Which house did we build? Which house will you continue to build? And I know that a little bit of what I bring here will be always and forever attached to the house that I'm building in the next place that I go. And even after that. Amen. Ultimately, we are reinforced to the foundation that is Jesus Christ. This is the gospel message. Glory be to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. Amen.